Welcome to New Teacher Talk. My name is Dr. Mary Grace Farina. I am a virtual tutor in Chicago, Illinois. I'm going to continue our conversation on using technology for virtual tutoring. We will concentrate on becoming familiar with the nuances of the virtual platform. During our first New Teacher Talk, my points targeted the logistics of the virtual environment. I mentioned screen sharing, interactive whiteboards, using two monitors, and incorporating other virtual tools, such as Google Classroom and Education.com. These platforms enable students to use their visual and auditory senses to learn. First, let's take a closer look at using the virtual whiteboard to play traditional games, such as bingo, concentration, and tic-tac-toe. Plus, I have applied the concept of shoots and ladders to create a board game with CVC and sight words. It's called WordSlide. Now, let's further examine the idea of involving Google Classroom and Education.com by using two monitors. Usually, one monitor projects the conference platform and the other Google Classroom or Education.com. Either the student or I share the Google document or whatever is up on education.com. All of these platforms allow me to view my students' work in real time. For instance, on Google Classroom, I assign and share a task with my students. I can see their written response to a shared reading. Again, through Google Classroom, I design vocabulary tables to give my students a graphic organizer to explore the denotation, connotation, synonyms, antonyms, and illustrations for each focus word. Furthermore, within the Google document, we have access to tools to assist in researching images so that my students can practice inferencing skills by matching a picture to the meaning of a new vocabulary word. In addition, I can easily implement a close activity to use these new vocabulary words in context. In contrast to Google Classroom, Education.com supplies resources that I can utilize, such as games, interactive exercises, and books. The interactive books promote fluency and offer level books that I can use for individual reading inventories. In addition, I use these interactive books for shared readings. The games focus on phonics, grammar, and punctuation. For more practice with these skills, the graphics in the interactive exercises make the reading process fun and entertaining. For more motivation, students complete each game. They earn points that they can redeem at a store within the game platform. For additional resources, I take advantage of websites like Kindle and CommonLit.org, where I can procure more level fiction and nonfiction pieces in the form of short stories and informational text. One of the best resources to practice fluency is Reader's Theater. Many websites offer scripts that can be downloaded for educational purposes at no cost to you. Not only do the students get fluency practice through repeated readings, they also get to experiment with their drama skills through improvisation. For hands-on activities in this virtual setting, foldables by Jane Faber become an essential device. By using these methods, students make fortune teller foldables to review vocabulary words. Equally important to the comprehension practice is mini books, flip books, pop-up books, to support synthesizing the main idea within each paragraph to produce the central point of the text. In the same manner, students apply their art skills to individualize their work and incorporate their imaginations. 
Through these mediums, students experience the satisfaction that comes from creating something. In the next podcast of New Teacher Talk, we will focus on the power of the teacher's reflection notes. I look forward to further exploring this concept with you. Thank you for listening. I hope you become a regular follower of this podcast channel. And remember, as a new teacher, we are here to help you.